What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Clubhouse Podcast with me, Sonny G, back for another episode. Thank you to everybody who has been listening to this podcast since we relaunched as just a, a wrestling podcast. Hope everybody's been enjoying it. This past weekend, we were at Wrestle Carnival in Coventry for the final Wrestle Carnival show of 2023, and it was awesome. The HMV Empire was amazing as always. The card was amazing as always. And it was a lot of fun. And I'm sad to see the back of Wrestle Carnival this year. We've had a great year. We've had so much fun calling all of the shows, myself and RC. But uh, yeah, it's been a great year. And I'm so happy and so proud to be a part of that incredible promotion. Some great stars on display this past weekend called a match between Cole Radrick who wrestles for GCW and Flash Morgan Webster Alexia Nicole was there she has of course wrestled in AW before uh, she wrestled Charlie Morgan in just a fantastic match a really fantastic match uh, Ivy beat Jetta for the Wrestle Carnival Queen of the Carnival Championship in another great match and it was just it was just fantastic it really, really was. Miles Kamen uh, won the Survival of the Fittest tournament, so he will now get a championship match against man like Darice next year, January 28th. And it's just it's just a great promotion to be a part of. It was a great atmosphere backstage on, on Sunday as well. The only downside to Sunday was that myself and RC were bloody freezing. Like, on, on, our, on the stage bit where we sit, so basically we sit... Um, well, literally on the stage. So the wrestler, the wrestlers come out, and we're there basically. If you see, if you've seen any pictures from Wrestle Carnival of entrances that um, wrestlers have put up or whatever, usually there's me and RC in the background, just there on our on our little announced desk. But yeah, it was a great show on Sunday. Really proud to be a part of it. Really proud to be part of Wrestle Carnival in general this year. And I'm excited for next year. January 28th, we start. Carnival of Champions. Jonathan Gresham's going to be there. Jordan Oliver's going to be there. The Wrestle Carnival Pure Champion, Emerson Jane, is going to be there. Man like Doris, of course, is back. He's going to be wrestling Miles Kamen. So it's going to be great. TheWrestleCarnival.com for tickets for that one. I'm super excited for it. But we've still got two live shows left this year. BCCW, December the 8th. Allen Sports Bar in Tipton. BCCW2021.com for tickets for that one. Wrestling in Hinkley the week after. The Christmas Rumble with No Mercy Wrestling from Wales. Wrestling in Hinkley.BigCartel.com for tickets for that one. And those are the last two shows that I'm doing in person. Got some stuff going on for UKWA. Check out social media. You'll be able to see ticket information for those shows as well. Slam Masters put more free matches out this week. They just put out yesterday... Kid Like Us and Flash Morgan Webster. It was a banger of a match. Go check it out on the Slam Masters YouTube channel. Uh, you can find a link to it on my social medias. I believe I put it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. 
So you can go and sort of catch that on YouTube. It was a great match. It was a great show. Like I talked about last week, it's just, uh, uh, again, that's another great promotion that I love being a part. I love being a part of all the promotions that I do, to be honest. There's not one where I'm like, oh, can't be asked. Never. Love being a part of all the promotions that I have the privilege of working for that, uh, you know, that will have me. Uh, and I love, I love it. Still love doing it. Even, you know, a few years in, like I am now, four years, five years maybe. Five years in, I think I am at this point. It's gone quick. Must be said, it has gone very, very quick. But I'm still, I still, I'm a big fan. You know, still a big pro wrestling fan. Yeah, I watch it with a critical eye, but, you know, I love being a part of it. I still get the buzz on show days. I still love being a part of it. And just, uh, I feel very privileged and proud that I get to be a part of it. You never know how long you've got left. Um, but while I'm still active, still doing it, still at shows, still doing stuff in post, I'm uh, I'm I'm still gonna be excited, still gonna be proud to be doing it. So yeah. So, Crown Jewel was this past weekend, and you know it was fine. The these these Saudi shows, they they feel like glorified massive house shows. Look, great crowd, great setup. The setup was awesome, to be fair. It looked great. The stage looked great. Loved the uh, the crown jewel above the ring. I thought that was really cool. It looked great. But the show itself, you know, it was just okay. Just fine. Like, Drew versus Seth, banger. Best match of the night. By a distance. Not even close. Just a, just a distance. It was the best match of the night. The five-way women's match was a mess. I think it's probably the, the, the most fair way to put it. It was it was okay, I guess, but it just felt like a bit of a mess. I always thought that it was going to be. And Rhea Ripley was never going to lose. Never going to lose that championship in Saudi. And she's going to have that championship for a long time to come. I'm pretty certain of it. It's going to take something very special for her to lose that championship. Much like when Roman Reigns loses the Universal Championship, it's going to have to be special because they've built Rhea Ripley up to that. Uh, EO Sky and Bianca Belair. Lost my trailer thought there. That was that was good. The crowd weren't into it at all. And was it the right time to bring back Kyrie Sane? No, probably not. I feel like she would have got a better crowd reaction um, if they'd have brought her back in the States. But with that being said, it's good to see Kyrie Sane back. Uh, the rumours obviously, you know, that she'd signed months ago and she was just sort of finishing up her dates in Japan or whatever. Uh, but it's great to see her back. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with her. Looks like she's going to be a heel in some sort of faction with EO Sky. From what I've read, um, they were looking to sort of get... Um, I can't pronounce it. I think it's Sari or Saray back. I know she was in NXT before. They didn't really do a lot with her. And then she just went. But they were looking to sort of bring her in. But now she signed with uh, a new company. So she's not going to be coming back to WWE anytime soon. 
but from what I've read, they're looking to sort of build a new stable with those in it, which means I, at a guess, the end of damage control and the beginning of something new. Which okay, that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, it'd be cool to see a, a heel faction just made up of uh, Japanese girls. I think that would be great. So uh, I look forward to see how that progresses. Uh, LA Knight versus Roman Reigns was good. But, and there is a but, you know. How much How much longer can we keep having this same Roman Reigns match? Where it's just Reigns wins by bloodline interference it feels like it's the same song and dance every single time reigns defends the championship like they're just killing time with him until he eventually does lose the championship at wrestlemania um you know and again he's lost uh, sorry he's won and now he's going to be gone for a little bit not going to be featured at survivor series um and i don't think he's going to be doing really anything maybe until january possibly the raw rumble Will be the next time we see Roman Reigns wrestle. And I don't know. I I've I've enjoyed it, but I think it's over now. I think the I think the fun is over now. You know, because everyone knows what's gonna happen. And in a in a, a roundabout way, it sort of makes Reigns look a little bit weak that he has to win matches this way. You know, he's had the championship for all this time and he's now winning matches this way. You know, he won at WrestleMania that way, thanks to Solo Sokoa. He won, you know, he just, just keeps winning with the interference and it's just boring now. It is really just boring. And I feel like that whole title picture just needs freshening up now. It's time for Roman Reigns to sort of step aside, go ultra part-time, go and do whatever it is that he wants to do outside of pro wrestling and let somebody else have it. Let Cody have it. I mean, they're, they're filling time with Cody at this point as well. You know, again, he, he Cody won a nothing match at Crown Jewel, beating Damian Priest. Look, um, that's fine. But, you know... I feel like there's just a lot of time killing going on in WWE at the minute. You know, killing time until the the big things can happen. You know, because I do think Damian Priest will have a successful cash-in against Seth Rollins. Obviously, you know, Sammy took the briefcase away from him and ran off with it and all that. And, yeah, I just think they're killing time. You know, later on that night, Cody Rhodes beats Priest. Yeah, there was some interference and stuff again. And it was all very shenanigany. Not even a word. Shenanigany. But you know what I mean. And, yeah, you know, they're killing time until Cody Rhodes potentially finishes the story. Uh, yeah, and I just think there's a lot of killing time going on in WWE at the minute. And... It's fine. There's some good stuff going on outside of the the main sort of storylines. It's the world championship scene that uh, it's the two world championships that are just a little bit in killing time mode. You know, Seth winning matches. Although you know, I thought at one point Drew was going to win, even though I should know better, knowing he wasn't going to win. They're just killing time. 
until Priest cashes in and until Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns. So anything surrounding the World Heavyweight Championship and the Universal Championship is really just bleh. And it's the only way that I can put it. It's just bleh. Killing time. John Cena got destroyed by Solo Sokoa. That was good. I think Cena has to be done now. You know, they've, they obviously ran this whole thing of Cena hasn't won a singles match since... I can't even remember when it was that they said. 2018, maybe? That could, which seemed mental to me. That can't be right. But um, but it was a long time anyway. I don't know if 2018 is correct, but it was a long, long time. And I don't know. This last run, it's been cool to have Cena around doing stuff. But he's not really offered much of anything, has he? And I don't, I don't think WWE needs him around at this point. I feel like we have enough great stars to do without him. You know, they've done without him for a long time. The writer's strike happened, so he came back for a bit. They call him the greatest of all time, which is not the case at all, actually. Not even anywhere near the case. And, yeah, he's not really offering up much of anything when he is around. But... With that said, that's huge for Solo Sokoa. Now, I said on last week's show that I thought that Solo Sokoa was going to have a breakout year in 2024. And I think that win against Cena is going to end up being the catalyst for it. I think he'll end up, like I said last week, I think he'll end up turning on Reigns. Reigns will go, then Solo Sokoa will be able to step out of that spotlight into his own spotlight. So... I just I think Cena's again Cena's killed time while the writer strike has been on, and now the writer strike has finished, and he could probably go back to work on doing whatever it is that he was doing before Peacemaker, season two or whatever, Fast and Furious eighteen. Um, he'll probably just go back and and do that. There was rumblings that Triple H had something in mind for him for Survivor Series, but I have to be honest. This, I've I've really no interest in it. The the novelty of Cena has worn off in these last few weeks since he's been back around again, and I hate to say that because I I've I've always been a big fan of Cena. I really have, but at this point I don't want to see what I would consider to be at this point a nostalgia act in Cena, because he's offering nothing. And like I said, I hate to say that because I've always been a fan of him, but. Cena at this point feels like a bit of a nostalgia act. Offering up not a great deal. So yeah, there's that. But you know, Crown Jewel in all was fine. I enjoyed watching it. I did, I enjoyed watching it. But it it was what I said it was and that's a glorified house show. And that's fine. You know, the Saudi crowd, they lapped it up. They absolutely lapped it up. And that's why they're going to keep going back. Sold out arenas. Tons of money for even doing the show. I think I read that it was something like 50 million they get per show that they do in Saudi. Which is mad. That's so much money. For one show. So it's 50 million per show as per the agreement that WWE has with Saudi. 
Crazy money. Speaking of crazy money, it looks like um, the CW network in America, which uh, was the home of the Arrowverse DC stuff. So like Arrow and Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow and whatever other stuff. They lost me after Arrow season two, I think. Maybe season three. And they lost me after the Flash season three as well. It just, it got too much. Just became the same every time. Anyway. Yeah, it looks like NXT's going to be on the CW at some point. At a guess, next year. So, sure, why not? Makes no difference to me. I'll still watch it the same way that I watch it now. Uh, but it's a lot of money in WWE's pocket. Raw, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what's happening with Raw. I know Raw's deal is up as well, and SmackDown's going to USA, so it's coming off of Fox and it's going on to USA in America. Either way, WWE are making a fucking whole heap of money off TV deals. Which, look, that's fine. Good, good for WWE, making so much money at the minute. It's nuts. I saw something about AEW where... Um, where hadn't managed to negotiate a new TV deal with um, Time Warner yet. But the relationship is good, and they will, but I think Tony Khan values it uh, highly, which he should. That's his baby, and he should value it highly, for sure. Um, and they've not come to terms on a, a, a figure money-wise yet, but they will, I'm certain of it. AEW's not going anywhere. It'll stick around on the network that it's on at the minute, and... Yeah, we'll con- we'll continue. I'm sure of it. So yeah, the Creed brothers are gonna kill it. I said this last week as well. I said when they get called up to the main roster, dude, fully they're gonna kill it. And there they were. They killed it. They're up there. They're killing it. Officially, they're on Raw now. They're just freaks of nature. Well, you got Ivy Nile that's signed to Raw as well, and she's a freak of nature as well. They're just I mean, that, that's good. That, that's a good call-up, and they've done it the right way as well. Um, they've done it... Obviously, they beat DIY, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa on Raw this week. But it was done in a way that doesn't damage DIY too much, and it keeps that feud with Imperium going. And obviously, you'll have that big showdown with Imperium and uh, DIY. Um, but the Creep Brothers picked up a second win. And it's exciting, because they will be a very big asset to the tag team division on Raw and in WWE in general. I I really do believe that. I think they are going to be massive, massive going forward. So good job, WWE, on not cocking up that call-up. Good on you. Good on you. And, you know, again, we're, we're we're killing time on Raw at the minute because, you know, we're, we're counting down to war games. Adam Pearce, God bless him, did his best, you know, William Regal impression. I'm guessing William Regal is still not allowed on television. So he's... Uh, due, due to the contract that he signed when he... Um, went to WWE from AEW. He wasn't allowed on TV for like a year or something like that. Um, I thought he'd been there longer at this point, but I don't know. Who cares? 
So he couldn't do the um, he couldn't do the War Games announcement. So Adam Pearce did it. So we're getting Judgment Day versus um, Cody, Sammy, Jey Uso, and whoever else against um, yeah, judge, yeah, good Judgment Day, which will be Priest, Dom, Finn Balor, and. Um, Jordan Devlin, J.D. McDonough. Sorry, my apologies. Just having a quick look on... Uh... Okay, yeah, so NXT is going to the CW Network from October 2024 on a five-year deal. That's a lot of money. There's tons of money, actually, dude. Wow. Fair play. Make that money, WWE. The biggest wrestling company in the world. So I'm going to quit look here. I just want to. Oh, I want to touch on something actually. Also, there's there's been a lot of talk of, um, you know, where Will Ospreay's going to land next, and let me tell you where it's not going to be. It's not going to be in WWE. That I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be WWE. He's always been very sort of um, anti WWE. You know, there's been a lot of talk of. Oh, it's you know definitely, definitely. You know, they're definitely in the hunt for Will Ospreay. I don't believe for a second that that's where he's going to go. If he's finishing up with New Japan, I firmly believe that he'll land in AEW. And that'll be his permanent residence going forward. I don't see him signing with TNA. I really don't. Um, I, I, I don't see him going to WWE. There'd be a lot. And believe me when I say this, a lot of fucking angry marks if Will Ospreay was to go to WWE. Now, you know, <laughs> they've teased it. You know, Will Ospreay commented when Seth Rollins beat Drew McIntyre at the weekend. Seth Rollins responded, hey, look, would it be cool? Sure, it would be cool. Um, But it isn't going to happen. It just isn't going to happen, all right? So, um, yeah, um, going back to War Games, Cody Rhodes, um, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and Seth Rollins against the Judgment Day. The interesting variable there is Damian Priest and Seth Rollins being in the match. Because, you know, they could, they could do that. They could do the, they, they could do the cash-in during the course of that match, which I think would be very good. I think Sammy and um, Seth Rollins had a great main event on Raw, by the way. Really, really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Gene Snitsky was on Raw as well, which is weird. I'm not sure what's going on there. Really weird. Yeah, I'm not sure why he was on Raw. But there, Gene Snitsky was on Raw. Sure, why not? Um, But, you know, again, I just feel like WWE really are killing, just killing time at the minute. Killing time. War games will be fine. And, yeah, it will be fine. I'm, I'm sure it will be. But it's just killing time and, until WrestleMania season. I like what they're doing with Zia Lee at the minute. I still think the women's division on Raw is a bit of a mess. Um, Crown Jewel did nothing for it. And I don't think Raw really did anything for it either. The only thing that Raw did for it was, you know, making Xia Li look like a bit of a badass. And I'm all for that because I think she's great. 
And it was cool to see her turn up on NXT and confront uh, Lyra Valkyria as well. Um, ties into the whole Becky thing as well because uh, Lyra and Becky are friends and uh, Zia Lee's going to obviously wrestle Lyra, um, Lyra Valkyria and that's cool. Um, Tiff Stratton still killing it on NXT. I feel like she'd be a massive asset to the to the main roster women's division and I hope they... they it just needs a bit of a reshake. You know, SmackDown, I feel like they've got a bit of they've got a bit of structure at the minute. But Raw is all over the place. The only sure thing on Raw is Rhea Ripley being the women's champion. I just feel like it, there needs to be a little bit more structure there. Where at the minute you have you got multi-person matches going on all the time and it's just a fucking mess. At the end of the day, it really is just a mess. Um it just needs tidying up. For sure. Um yeah, what else? I'm just looking through NXT here. You had uh, Bron Breaker versus Von Wagner. I like Bron Breaker a lot. I, th- I feel like they're just sort of killing time with him until he eventually comes up to the main roster. Um, they they teased with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and for whatever reason, Lexus King was there. Not sure they're really getting that right at the minute. I think they're trying to make him out to just be some sort of weird, obnoxious character. Um, but, you know, it's still very early days for Lexus King in WWE. That's Brian Pillman Jr. for anybody um, who doesn't really know. But at the minute, it's... Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, just, I don't get it, personally. I don't. But it is what it is. Um, let's move on to AEW. Samoa Joe relinquished the uh, Ring of Honor World TV Championship this week after beating Keith Lee. He's now setting his sights on the uh, AEW World Championship. And Samoa Joe is fucking awesome. So awesome. Like, the most awesome. One of the coolest wrestlers on the planet. The way he conducts himself, the way he does everything, the way he's presented He's just the coolest motherfucker. He really is. And he would be a phenomenal AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He would be somebody I could really get behind. Now, I look, I'm fully behind MJF as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. But I would really love Samoa Joe to be the World Heavyweight Champion. I was rooting for Samoa Joe to be the World Heavyweight Champion when he was in WWE. And I still think now he should have beaten AJ Styles for it. Um, just like I think that Shinsuke Nakamura should have beat AJ Styles for it. But for whatever reason, the triggers were never pulled. Fuck knows why. Um, but I really would be excited to see Samoa Joe be the AEW World Champion. And I'm sure it will happen. I think it'll probably happen next year at this point. But um, yeah, it's it needs to happen, I think. Get the Jay White stuff out of the way. Let MJF beat him and re- re- retain his championship or whatever. And uh, then let's really build for Samoa Joe. Maybe it'll happen at World's End in um, on New Year's Eve. That'll be cool. Is it New Year's Eve or is it New Year's Day? I can't remember. Either way, it's at World's End is at the, the end of the year. Year's End. Who knows? Uh, Mariah May is uh, now in AEW. She cut a uh, like a fangirly type promo backstage. Um, 
and it was fine, you know, just fine. Variety is um, somebody I've called matches for on the independents in this country for Slam Masters most recently, and she's hey look, she's a good talent. There's no two ways about it. She has a great look, you know, and I think she'll be a good get for AEW. They just need to again. That's another women's division that needs a big time tidy up. Is the AEW women's division because right now that like the Raw women's division is a mess. But cool for for Mariah May. That's cool, okay? One thing that I thought was stupid on Dynamite this week, and it's not stupid because I don't... I, I'm, I'm fine with the masked men and the devil people or whatever, but they threw um, Anthony Bowens through glass, but there was a dude in there, but the walls were sealed off. How the fuck did he get in there? It's like they made a room without a door, and the guy was just in there. Let me tell you, dude, it'd be some swerve if uh, the devil person is CM Punk, wouldn't it? Because he's going to turn up somewhere eventually, whether it's in AEW or whether it's in WWE. You would think the smart money is that he's, he's not going back to AEW after what happened at Wembley and all the stuff that's happened before. It just feels like AEW and CM Punk are... At this point, not a good match. But this is pro wrestling. Never say never to anything. Some swerve if it is CM Punk. I'd be shocked if it is. But I don't know. Survivor Series is in Chicago. Do I think CM Punk's going to turn up? If I'm being perfectly honest, no. But I don't know. I saw the, you know, the thing this week, WWE have updated CM Punk's uh, alumni page on the uh, on the WWE website, but they also updated a few other things as well. So I don't think there's anything to that, unless WWE realised that people had cottoned on to that fact and then thought, "Oh shit, we better do this for other people as well." I don't know. the 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 CM Punk thing at the minute is shrouded in mystery because there are people genuinely believing that he could be the devil in AEW. And like I said, it would be a tremendous swerve if it is. It really would be. And I would tip my hat fully to AEW if they do pull that off. I I don't know, I just don't see it. I, in my opinion, from what from the outside looking in, you know, that relationship is shattered beyond all repair. But who knows? Stranger things have happened in wrestling. Stranger things. But, like I said, Survivor Series, there was loud CM Punk chants on Raw this week. So, who knows? Who knows what could happen? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy old business, this wrestling game, isn't it? You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to turn up where and do what. But, yeah. I... I just don't know. I all all signs really pointed to CM Punk turning up in at Survivor Series in Chicago. But I feel like this devil stuff is casting a little bit of doubt on that. But the realist in me does believe that that relationship is completely shattered. Totally done for, never to be repaired, you know? Never to be repaired. But, hey look, 
We'll see. We'll see. Never say never. Uh, don't like the Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega tag team, but I think I, I touched on this last week. The Golden Jets. Blech. Don't like it. Don't like it. It's the most AEW thing ever as well, by the way. Let's throw two people together and give them a shit name. That, that, that's what this is. This is... <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like... Uh, as much as I have always liked Chris Jericho and I've always enjoyed everything he's done in his career, I feel like we're at a bit of a junction right now where we don't know what to do with Jericho. And it's just thing after thing with... Yeah, it's just thing after thing, isn't it? Just thing after thing. Hey, look, and that's fine, I guess, until... I feel like when, you know, when Jericho had the world championship, he had a direction. And, you know, he was... That that was his best AEW time. The start of AEW, basically. And now, you know, he's been through his factions and all the rest of it. And now we're just... We're just killing time. We're just killing time. Um, so, um, MJFB Daniel Garcia this week. Always going to happen. You know, MJF isn't losing the championship on an episode of Dynamite when he's got a championship match coming up at full gear against Jay White. Just isn't going to happen, is it? Uh, I like Daniel Garcia, though. I always have. Don't like the dancing. Can't be asked with it. But I do like Daniel Garcia. I think he is good. Very good. And, you know, he, you know he's been proving that for a long time now. I'd like to see him maybe in a bit more of a serious role instead of doing the dancing stuff. But... You know, I'm sure that he will grow out of that at some point. Not grow out of it, but I'm sure they'll stop doing that at some point. Um, I like that Sting is wrestling regular on the build-up to his retirement. I think they're going to try and make as much use of him out of him as they possibly can, and good, rightly so, as they should do, because it's Sting and he's awesome. Man, the Golden Jets name really sucks. But all in all, you know, Dynamite was good this week. It really was good. It's going to be quite interesting with MJF, really, going forward. Because, you know, obviously I know I talked about Samoa Joe potentially beating him for the championship. But I like the the Wardlow stuff and the Wardlow build that they're doing at the minute. I like that he's really gunning for for MJF. Now, I think Wardlow would be great as AEW champion. You know, he's he had a bit of a wobble booking wise. Um, you know, after he lost the TNT championship. Or when he had the TNT championship, I should say. Um, but now he's come back, he's looking as dominant like he was before. I like the way that he's being booked. And he's really running with this anti-MJF thing. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how it plays out. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to play out. That's the thing. So obviously Samoa Joe has now declared his interest in the championship. Wardlow is gunning for MJF. And he's saying he's going to exact, exact revenge on him. Now, does that mean he could potentially cost MJF the championship? I don't think MJF's going to lose against Jay White. Okay, let's just put that out there. I don't think he's going to. But I do think that he could lose it against Samoa Joe. Now, does Wardlow help Samoa Joe to win the championship? Maybe. 
But it is quite interesting and you don't know where it's going to go. And that in itself makes it interesting. Uh, Julia Hart won this week. I like Julia Hart. I think she's so improved so much over this last over the, during the course of 2023. Uh, I think being in the um, the House of Black has done so much for her. I really do. I think she's and she's come along a lot as a, as an in ring performer as well as an on screen character. So um, she is somebody who's going to be a big part of the future of the AEW Women's Division when it starts being booked in a cohesive manner. Uh, cool to see Mark Briscoe back on TV. Um, you know, putting him in there with Jay. Uh, sorry, with uh, yeah, with sorry with Jay White. You know, he was never going to win that match, was he? Because Jay White has got a championship match coming up, and you can't make the challenger look weak on the build up to a pay per view. It just, it just, you just can't do it. You just can't. So yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Dynamite was good this week. I think it was the best Dynamite that they've had in a while. There's a lot of good stuff happening. I think Full Gear is looking stacked. It must be said. I think Full Gear is looking very good indeed. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting AEW pay-per-view. Um, yeah, it really is. And I'm, it's one I'm looking forward to, to be honest. It really is. Um, and obviously next, week, next week's shows for AEW will be the go-home shows for um, Full Gear. So I'm looking forward to... To sort of seeing how it all pans out. And what we'll do is um, next week on this podcast, we'll give our predictions for full gear because uh, we'll, we'll record again after Dynamite. Uh, so the full card is sorted out and we'll give we'll do predictions for full gear. Yeah, it's also my birthday next weekend, full gear weekend. Well, it's the 20th, so it's two days after full gear. But still, it's my birthday weekend. So, yeah, cool. Um. Another um, little thing of note, uh, Alex Hammerstone, somebody I'm a big fan of, by the way, requested his release from MLW. They've not granted it. He put a video out on social media yesterday saying, basically just confirming that, yes, he has asked for his release and no, they've not granted it him. And he's not been told sort of either way whether he is or isn't going to be granted his release. Hammerstone, I think, would be a great fit for WWE. I really do think uh, he's he's an AEW higher ups wet dream. He's got a great look, incredible physique, great worker. You know, we saw that during his time in MLW. Uh, he's a tremendous worker. If you don't know much about him, go and have a look at some of his matches. He's really, really good. Um, and I, I hope he gets his release from MLW. I feel like he's probably run his course in MLW. He's been the face of the company for a long time. And I feel like he probably deserves his release from the company to go and pursue, you know, uh, bigger opportunities. I'm not trying to knock MLW there, um, but they're, they're not one of the big fishes. You know, Hammerstone will, will have his sights set on one of the big leagues. He'll want to go to either WWE or he'll want to go to AEW. Um, I personally think he'll fit in best in WWE at this point, um, but obviously it remains to be seen. Do I think he'll get his release? Yes, I do. He's not, you know, according to what he said, he hasn't been booked for any of the upcoming MLW shows. He's been taking off promotional materials and all the rest of it. So just release the dude, you know. Nobody wants to lose their talent. I get that. But if you're not going to use him and you're going to fuck him over by taking him off the promotions and off the shows and all the rest of it, you may as well just release him. So hopefully he will and then he'll go find a new home and he'll be a, a big star like he deserves to be. Because like I said, he's somebody that I, I'm a, a big fan of and uh, would like to see on a bigger stage. Yeah. 
There we go. Um, right, okay, I think that's pretty much about it for this week. Um, recorded it on the fly. Had my phone out. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to throw out an episode of the of the clubhouse here. Uh, this week has passed me by. Obviously, I aim to sort of record and put podcasts out earlier on in the week, but um, yeah, I'm feeling like I, I'm not sure. I feel I'm feeling like I should probably do it after Dynamite. So then I've got you know Raw, NXT, and Dynamite out of the way, and then we can sort of yeah rinse repeat for the week after. So maybe we'll just put this podcast out on a on a Thursday. And do that going forward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this has been a brand new episode of the Clubhouse Podcast with me, Sonny G, available on all podcast services everywhere. Go follow me on social media at Sonny underscore club on X, at Sonny Club on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode, giving predictions for full gear and much more. Take it easy, guys. Have a good week. Goodbye.